0: Welcome to New Kids on the Block, a podcast for newcomers who want to explore blockchains and cryptocurrencies. On this show, we discuss and dissect all things crypto for beginners and intermediate users and help them navigate their way through this fascinating yet overwhelming new space. Let's dive right in. This is the New Kids on the Block. The
1: Block chain yeah oh, the new kids on the block welcome back everyone to a new episode of the new kids on the block podcast we are in october
0: if you didn't know
1: if you were unaware welcome to october spooky season um not only will you be um you know chasing away the ghouls and goblins that are knocking on your door asking for candy uh in the coming days um, but you're you're probably gonna be looking at that scary market and saying, well, what the heck is going on? Well, fear not. We're here to help you stave away any bad juju or evil spirits with uh, with a great episode today with the new kids on the block. I am joined by uh, one of my co-hosts today, Mr. Anish Kalra. Anish, how are you doing?
0: Fantastic, sir. Thank you for having me. Um, I wanted to say that was another fantastic intro. I'm very impressed. You continue to top yourself. Uh, I wonder where you get these ideas. And second, happy Halloween to you, sir. Thank or you, whenever thank Halloween you. is you I know.
1: write these I write these things by myself. No one helps me, yeah, I'm sure. yeah if you're if you're unaware. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure.
0: How have you been since the last time we spoke? I scared, I'm confused. <laughs> um confused. but overall, not bad, honestly. I'm just trying to figure out what's been going on with with all this market stuff. I have been away for a little while, so I'm just catching up on some news, and uh, it has been very interesting.
1: Oh, it's been interesting for sure. I I think the one thing that we can look at uh, just kind of hopping into this here is uh, just a general kind of market update. When we look at uh, what's been going on in crypto in the last seven days, we see about a 8% increase on um, Bitcoin and a 24% increase on Ethereum. So very curious. So you said 24, right? 24%? 24% ETH is up. Yeah. So Last time uh, we recorded, I think it was about a month ago. I was talking with Yoda about like the changes to, um, you know, ETH ETH 2.0 and and the new chain and and um, and all the roll-ups. And I said it's going to take a, a a bit of time for all of the ETH that was dumped onto the market to kind of you know get bought and sold and and uh, you know because ETH is extra and. Uh, deflationary now I think we've seen some some stuff with uh, with additional um, staking um, that's taken a lot of eth off the market and uh wow it recovered a lot faster than I was expecting so
0: so do but- you think this is I guess an overall recovery or this is just like a temporary bounce Sorry, I going mean to cut you off by the way. No, no, not finish.
1: at all, not at all. No, I, I mean it's, it's 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 interesting, right? I mean like a 20 24% increase is substantial. Yeah. Right, it's substantial. So, um, you know, like none of these assets um, and and various coins are are um, they're not immune to like, you know, supply demand related stuff. So when you see a lot of uh, a lot of supply getting significantly burned and um, some new um uh, you know, protocols out there are allowing for additional ETH staking. That's that's kind of locking up a lot of the, uh, the circulating supply of ETH. You know, you're starting to see this pump, right? So as as Bitcoin goes up, which necessitates kind of a market pump, um, you're also seeing ETH kind of explode. So, I, you know, I'm, I don't think that it's... Um, I mean, I think long-term price targets for ETH for me, I mean, today it's sitting at 1600 I think when we when we're back in a bull market, it's going to be obviously well above 2K again, right? So
0: higher uh, than the last all-time high, we think. Because usually that that's the projection, right? The the bull should be technically a bit higher than the last one.
1: Well, the la- the the last all-time high was what? Let's see. Four was it close to four? I'm four, out. yeah, something like that. Let's look at the year. So we looking at looking at the yearly chart. When ETH was at its peak, it was 4,800 bucks, oh, right? Okay. So I don't. I don't think it's unreasonable to say that, like, you know, this is an asset that's that's probably well worth over two two k, right? Like, it's it's fairly yes, well priced. I would think so. Yeah. Um, but you know, great to see, great to see some positivity in the market. Um, I think. Uh, the interesting thing about this is that um, kind of some of the initial rounds of um of uh, you know, the the the, the printing of various different tech. Um, results from Q3 have been poor,
0: mm-hmm. um, very poor actually.
1: Poor, yeah, super poor. Um, and then you see um, just one interesting economic uh, that uh, kind of uh, result that that was printed, which was the PCE that came out that came out lower than was uh, forecasted for uh, um, you know for, for the last month, and the market just jumped all over that. So. What a weird time, man! What it's you, interesting you...
0: because they say that um, what the the equity markets and the crypto markets are now starting to kind of replicate each other in terms of performance, right? In terms of going up and down, um, and I guess the markets were up, um, high, like a decent percentage, right? Like two, three percent um, over the past day or two, but Ethereum going twenty five percent is a drastic jump. Like it's making oh. me wonder if maybe we're, we're not even recognizing something.
1: Yeah, we're probably missing something. I mean, the the other um, you know, like the other two interesting things and it'll, it'll kind of segue into uh, Doge. into some of our other yeah, topics today, but let's 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 talk about a couple interesting assets that have pumped. BNB, um, right? Um, the Binance Binance mm-hmm. uh, governance token is up 13% in the last 7 days. Uh, Doge is up one hundred and twenty-one percent. Wonder why? <laughs> right. uh, uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite assets out there. Uh, Car- Cardano is up twenty percent. Solana's up eighteen uh, percent. Polygon and and Polkadot are are all each up around thirteen, fourteen percent each. Shib- Shiba Inu, uh, following its boy Doge, up thirty-five percent. So, uh, AVAX um, up eighteen percent. Uh, in the last week cosmos all the layer 1s are up following eth
0: everything is up man most
1: of the market is up except for some stable coins um, that are down and it's uh it's interesting it's an interesting kind of like mini recovery i think when you look at like um like the kind of the historical numbers every time um you know and if you follow the premise that you just mentioned right like that traditional markets follow crypto markets and that's the way it's going to be. Well, if you look at that as an indicator, um, which may not causation may not may not be correlation in this cause in this case, but every time we see uh midterm elections that are up, the market tanks in November. Um, so for me, this is kind of like a little bit of a bull trap scenario for me, right? I'm seeing like, you know, we're at the end of the month, it's the 29th, we're recording, and um, we're waiting on, um, you know, the CPI to be printed in November because everyone cares about that. Now some of these assets start to run. Some of the tech assets start to run in the equities markets. And November midterm elections are right around the corner, and I feel like it's a little bit of a trap, right? Admiral Akbar style stuff.
0: Um, I. Th- think it is honestly it, it does seem like a bull trap to me um and this is obviously i'm not a, a huge expert on this right but just looking at this from an outsider's perspective inflation is still high everyone's talking of a recession drastically coming right next year yep. Yep. housing is down everything just looks poor the energy crisis is still rearing its head and we're not even in winter yet so like yeah, I I don't see any reason why we're going to be in a bull market when it seems like the whole world is quote unquote burning at this point or close to burning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if I if I was a betting man or an investing man, and obviously it's not financial advice, so please don't sue me. But I would um, <laughs> <laughs> I I would believe that this is a bull trap. So I, I'm staying out of the market for now. I'm going to see how everything plays out.
1: Yeah, I mean, so that, I mean that that brings up an interesting point about like recession, because um, everyone's kind of talking about recession. How do we avoid a recession? You know, the, the, it's it's a weird it's a weird time right now because, mm-hmm. um, you know the the like the prints are coming out and there's talk that there is potentially a case that GDP is not going to shrink for the for the third quarter, right? So, um, the employment uh, numbers are still very high. The PCE index that we talked about, mm-hmm. um, it you know came in lower. Um, so like there are, it's, it's so weird, man. Like it's, it's such a weird place because like, you know, with, with inflation being so high, I think like, you know, record numbers in the past, mm-hmm. like 40 years, you'd expect that with the, with the fed tightening and all this stuff that, you know, we're, we're headed in that way. But I'm really curious to see like, if it's going to be a recovery, I guess there's no real question in this year because you know, yeah. you're not an economist or anything like that, but it's just. I don't know. It's, it's, it's some of the underlying numbers, right? That are, that are dry. Like you, you know, what's strange to me. I'll tell you what's strange. The PCE came in, it was expected at 0.4%. It came in at 0.3%, right? Mm-hmm. The, the PCE for anyone that doesn't know is the P- personal consumption expenditures price index. So that's, that's measured by a different governmental a, uh, agency. If you want to think about what the difference it, it, between the CPI and the PCE is essentially um businesses report um you know like various different costs in the pce and consumers report you know the, the like whatever the consumption is, is 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 what the cpi comes in so traditionally the fed has like gone with the pce as a as a better indi- economic indicator because it's less volatile than cpi
0: right and it comes to the manufacturers themselves right Correct. Yeah, it comes from, second,
1: it, it, yeah. manufacturers and, and various other like you know um, businesses that are you mm-hmm. know, direct direct to consumer right type businesses. But you know the thing about it is that I mean you know it was expected to come in at point four. It came in at point three, and everyone just jumped all over that. I mean, mm-hmm. like like the market responded so positively to one economic um, indicator that just is slightly better than projected. And the market just exploded on that. So I'm like, I'm so confused as to like, you know, like, like money still seems like it wants to flow in and and that so, goes across all assets. So, yeah. Yeah. True. So
0: yeah. I think it, it wasn't necessarily just the PCE, right? Because I know the GDP came out and that was slightly better than expected. Right. Um, but really what it seems like to me, right, is we're in such a unique time right now coming off um. COVID, which half the world believes existed. You know what I'm saying? That the effects of that in terms of never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it depends on who you talk to, right? Um, but what you can't deny is that there's a lot of uncertainty, confusion, and there's no really history that we can base everything off of, right? Like supply chain is messed up, certain countries are still closing down, still trying to figure out how to get unsick, right? Like we're in a very unique situation. Inflation is as high as it's been in 40 years. Like you said, people just are looking for a reason for things to go up, in my opinion. Right. We just want optimism. We want a bull market. People are excited from the last bull market that happened. More people know about crypto and everything. But it's just it's tricky time, man. Like, I don't think like a lot of the people that I try to listen to in terms of like the financial knowledge and stuff, too, they're like it's it's confusing. Everything that we used to know doesn't necessarily apply anymore because this is such a unique situation.
1: Yep. Just remember, folks, volatility is an asset. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as the markets are volatile like this, there's there's real opportunity out there. You you kind of have to be smart to meander your way through it. But it's a it's a fascinating landscape right now. And, uh, you know, looking at looking at the crypto market, I mean, if you guys bought in when we were hovering around, you know, the 1819 ranges. Right. Um, you could start picking up some margins here. I mean, if you're speculating crazy folks that like things like Dogecoin, uh you probably made 100% on your money right so uh,
0: just this week alone
1: just this week alone so let's 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 kind of i think we 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 talked about general state of the market um let's 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 get into you know the elephant in the room and that of course is Kanye West walking into Skechers and, uh, you know, expecting uh, them to, uh, to. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, we're not we're not going to talk about Kanye today.
0: Um, You're going to get us canceled. And I, it's only my second episode.
1: <laughs> We've been canceled. no
0: Sorry, you uh, got canceled, Yoda. Yes.
1: <laughs> but uh, no, obviously, the, the, the big piece of news that's out there is um, Elon Musk finally uh, finalizing his Twitter ac- acquisition. That's First couple of minutes into the job. Uh, the ink wasn't even dry on the contracts before he basically fired um, the CEO, uh, Parag Agaral, um, as well as the CFO and the chief uh, legal officer or like in-house counsel um, that they had there. Um, so really interesting uh, news that that musk comes in and what do you know dogecoin is up hundred uh, percent after he <laughs> buys twitter so your initial thoughts on 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 Elon finally uh being forced to buy Twitter because let's be honest that's that's kind of what happened
0: right um well my initial thought is honestly I'm surprised that mm. he was he actually ended up buying it. I, I didn't think it was gonna happen. I thought it was just kind of a show or that the trial was going to work out in his favor or whatnot, right? So that's my initial um thought my second one is just it's going to be very interesting to see how he takes twitter going forward right because we know his complaints beforehand there's a lot of bots right people try to um control quote-unquote the freedom of speech um he wants to cut 75 percent of the workforce right so we don't really know what his plans are right but what's been clear is from what i've been hearing um is he wants to create like an all-encompassing type like one platform social platform like where you go there and you can basically do everything, from what I understand, right? Um, so it is interesting to hear the ideas. You know, he's he's kind of big on crypto, and we can you can have your own thoughts on whether that's good or bad, whatever, whatever, right? But it is a fascinating time if you're in, interested in technology. But I think Twitter will will be different in a few years than than what it is today. Like if we look at this two years from now, I think it's going to be a totally different platform.
1: Yeah, I mean, what like why 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 do you think it's big news? I mean, like. I personally think that it's been a it's been hilarious that people have kind of gone through like the weird hero phase mm-hmm. for Elon like that was such a huge you know like in the in the beginning when he started still pers- happening though. I mean th- there's a bit of that but I think he's kind of seen a little you know a little bit of a villain arc as well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm, and people mm-hmm. are people are seeing the the impact of these certain types of tech entrepreneurs and and um, leaders right like if elon's having a bad day you know the ukraine can no longer use the starlink uh you know satellite system right for their own defense so it's such a like he's such a polarizing figure which is obviously big news but in terms of like the crypto world right this could have huge market implications if you look at kind of what crypto has been doing, uh, you know, um, obviously since this acquisition, you see some of the alts that are pumping, um, things that are kind of in, in, in line from a, from an asset perspective, like, like, uh, you know, like the doges of the world, the Shibas of the world. Um, but if you look at where Twitter has been going even before Elon, right, they, they implemented this Bitcoin tipping right Mm -hmm. earlier this year. They also added a mechanism for like, you know, integrating the Ethereum wallets. They added, a mechanism to integrate with OpenSea, right? So that you can have your NFT be kind of vetted, and uh, you get a special profile picture on Twitter, right? If your if your JPEG that you bought for hundreds of thousands of dollars is actually verified. So I mean, there there there's there's like a, there's like talks of like Web three, and that kind of died. That was like a crazy trend. I guess it's still around. But do you, do you think that this brings? You know, what is one of the largest social media platforms in a more forward thinking view and and kind of it helps it helps Twitter in the the, the long term
0: or if if I forward thinking you mean in terms of crypto, then yes. Right. In terms of all the other aspects, I, I don't know that that's a very difficult thing to figure out, especially in today's landscape of freedom of speech. Right. But speaking from a crypto standpoint, right, I think this will be good. For crypto, but it depends on how it's implemented, as with everything, right? Because the ideas are good so far, in my opinion, right? Like he wants to, like you said, the Bitcoin tipping, right? Part of the reason that I think Doge ran is because he wants to implement Doge as well as part of yeah. the tipping program, right? And you know how big of a lover he is of Doge, yeah. which I would be interested to in get your thoughts on why you think he loves Doge so much, because maybe I missed a memo or something, but um, I it's just, he is, of all the crypto, he just loves Dogecoin for years and years and years, right? So it's just doesn't make I mean, sense to me.
1: His 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 thing about doge is that it's, you know, it's it's finite, right? Um and Isn't everything. Well, no, I mean Ethereum gets, you know, con- continuously printed and burned and I mean, you know, Ethereum is made and and destroyed. Um but I mean the same arguments for why he likes doge should be the same arguments for why he likes Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, I I also think there's like a, a a facet of like you know him being a giant Chad and just <laughs> doing things for the memes. Right? Chad Musk. Chad, yeah, like yeah, Chilon. Um, he's. Ooh, that's a good one. He 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 likes to he likes to kind of shake things up and 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 be interesting and eccentric mm-hmm. and and let's be honest, the creators of Doge like gifted him like billions of Doge. That's right? fair. So that's like. Fair. They they threw a bunch of Doge in in his wallet and yeah he kind of just ran with it as a meme and now he's like so committed to like the, this concept of Dogecoin and you know how popular it's made him across the Doge community just for like That's crazy. I mean I mean again these are all, this is all speculation on my side but I mean you know where there's smoke there's fire he's he's that kind of guy he just does stuff for fun mm-hmm. and I think I think this is kind of you know pick an asset that i've been running with for a while and i'm so popular i can make this meme into one of the most valuable assets in the world uh from a crypto perspective that is right so
0: i mean i mean if he can do that man props to him because that that, you're like you're taking basically a doge dog and you just made it a legit currency like that's 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 fascinating stuff but basically to go back to your point yes i do think this is going to be good because on top of the, the tipping and everything they have the um the NFT integration that they're trying to to implement further, right? I think they were working with like four different companies to help with that. So Twitter will become a lot more crypto-centric, I guess is a word I want to use, or crypto-focused. Yep. But again, how it's going to be implemented, if it's going to be good, because you know there's a lot of pushback against crypto and NFTs as well, right? So how is it going to be embraced by people? It's going to be a very interesting time, so... Yeah. it be mean, a good time to be on Twitter.
1: When when it was reported, I mean, if, even if you go out there and look at the articles, I mean you look at big articles on like on CNBC and stuff, and they reported on this, you know, last night, and it was up thirty five percent, it's it's now up over a hundred and thirty percent, right? Today, that's Dogecoin you're talking about, right? Doge, yeah. So it's that's it's crazy. it's it's crazy. It's crazy how it's run. Um you know the the this has been a long and protracted battle. I think if you look at like the evaluation of Twitter and what it does from like um like a multiple perspective, right? When you, when you think about how you evaluate public companies, and by the way, when he took over, they they suspended, right? They uh, yeah they, they suspend, had to the trading they suspended all trading right until November eighth, right? Um, so oh, it was November eighth, really? I think so. Yeah, I think they took what it. I think they took it off. off. I I don't. Quote oh, they took it off that? the SP, right? Yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they took yeah, it off the right. SP. I don't know if they're gonna officially take it off, but like if you look at what he bought it for, he bought it for $44 billion, right? Yeah, that's it's a lot of money. It's like fifty-five
0: something a share, I think.
1: That is not anywhere close to what it's worth today. So he's gonna have to do a lot of stuff to actually make it a money-making business. And you know, cutting 75% of the, the workforce is a very interesting approach on how to get there. I guess we'll see, but, you know, it's just really, really fascinating. Because um, a lot of it is
0: talk, too, you know? Like, he's yeah. saying He didn't even want to buy it. He said he wanted to buy it. He didn't even want to buy it. Now it seems like he has to because he's, he's left holding the bag. Yep. But now he can do whatever he wants. Like, even if he does remove 75% of the workforce, like, it's still his company. He's allowed to, as messed up as I guess it would be to the people who get let go, but I don't know. Like is there going to be a new social platform cuz like you know speaking of Kanye, he bought Parler earlier. Oh. And
1: man, I can't wait to get on Parler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not saying that, but <laughs> it seems like people are trying to get into the social media platform now like that's like the new trend. You know, so who knows, it's going to have like a knock-on effect and we're going to have more social platforms as well.
1: Well, I think I think Twitter has has really cemented itself as one of the biggest you know uh, social media platforms for dissemination of real time information. Right. So Mm -hmm. like as data comes in, in real time, as the world moves to, you know, receiving data in real time, I, I always like try to explain, um, uh, you know, like to older folks in my family, like, why would you use the tweeter? Right. And it's like, well, I'll give you a perfect example. Like if I'm in my hometown and I hear like sirens going off, and fire trucks, and that there's a large procession of things that are going on. First thing I do is I hop in Twitter and I type mm-hmm. in my, my hometown name, and I I I I just search for tweets of like what's like the what's the newest mm-hmm. thing coming in, right? Like, there's a good chance that someone's on there tweeting about you know where they are, you know what's going on, what's happening. There's a fire here. There's a news report that's linked to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's it's like it's it's such a good usage of getting information in real time um you know in in, in a good mobile format right um
0: but, but i guess I, that's the issue though right like
1: well explain explain what What do you mean by that
0: explain because sure getting things real time is very valuable right but it's the information and whether it's valid or not that i guess is what oh, yeah. the whole controversy is you know yeah 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 like with right. the bots disseminating misinformation like you can get that real time but it's still misinformation you know well, so like t- I guess that that's where the battle is really going to lie. Like one, can you battle the misinformation? Which I think is impossible at this point. But like, how would you even go about doing that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty easy to pick out like what you know, like like to get rid of bots, right? Like you can you can write a bunch of algorithms that can analyze, you know, do, use natural language processing to figure out like you know what what like bots patterns of bots and the, the t- you know tweeting the same things over and over again and tweeting you know, like, you know, bitly links and stuff like that, like that. I mean, it it will be impossible to get rid of all of it, but it'll be easier to get rid of some of it. I guess in line with that, when I was looking at the filing, one of the interesting, uh, I think there was like 19 different parties that were helping Elon take over uh, Twitter from a financing round. And Mm -hmm. one of the people on that list is CZ, right? (laughs) From uh, from Binance, (laughs) right? Wait, Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, um, uh, Binance, uh, apparently, uh, according to the SEC filing, contributed uh, roughly 500 million. Um, what? A quote unquote, wow. small contribution to the cause. And um, they're looking for um, uh, a quote from, from CZ. We aim to play a role in bringing social media and Web3 together in order to broaden the use and adoption of crypto and blockchain technology. And... One of the things that that he, uh, you know, called out, I guess in a, in a quote, was, you know, one of the main things that that interested him was that that Musk is trying to clean up the bots and the scams, right? So, you know, um, I agree with you. I think I think the reason why this is big news is because Twitter is one of the biggest platforms out there. Its data in real time is the mm-hmm. data reliable. That is what actually will make it a valuable. Yep. Uh, company yeah company down the line right so
0: because you um, gotta toe that line between it being correct and freedom of speech at the same time and that seems like a very unclear line in today's world so good luck to you i guess
1: yeah yeah i think uh interesting uh kind of uh you know i guess news that's that's come out along with that is you know one of of the main mechanisms in which these big tech companies special social media platforms make money is ad revenue and I believe it's a GM that has already paused all of their advertising on Twitter until they figure out how uh, Musk is planning to restructure the company. And Really? Wow. Uh, yes. Yes. So there, there's already some already. Down, downstream implications here, right? So um, I mean, Doesn't
0: that seem like a silly idea to stop advertising? Like, how bad could it be from GM's perspective? And I know this is a totally sidetrack conversation, but like, how bad could it be that you want to pause advertising? Like...
1: I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Ask ask Adidas that. I mean, they were they they uh, they they you know not to go back to Kanye, but they they cut out their, um, you know, they 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 cut out roughly uh, what was it twenty five percent of their revenue, um, from the from the Yeezy brand because the guy was saying anti Semitic things. So I think when you look at these big and so here so here is my argument, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Sometimes, sometimes the, um. Brand recognition is worth more to you than these disparate revenue streams. So if a company like GM perceives it to be a risk to be associated um, with doing advertisements on Twitter without knowing the full implication of the company's direction, uh, maybe they they perceive that to be brand impact and brand erosion and they decide not to do that until they figure that out. I mean, that makes sense. That's fair.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that that situation is um, very different than the Adidas situation. Uh, oh, oh Adidas. night and day, night and day. Yeah, night and day. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. do have a good point. Yeah, like there, there must be something from there, and that's a risk. I guess it's just. Yeah, yeah oh, it's
1: I mean, I word. mean, Elon's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not uh, saying all of these anti-Semitic things. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how I feel about the guy, I'm not going to put him in that category. That's that's crazy. But I I think the idea is. I mean, think about it, even from a technical perspective, like if 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 all of these, if like if Elon comes in and he's like, well, we're going to jack up the advertisement things and we're going to change our advertisement algorithm. Right. I mean, there's a bunch of companies that'll probably be concerned about that, that mm-hmm. are advertising on there. So there there's there's a lot of uncertainty. And when you're dumping a ton of money into ads on a social media platform, you know, maybe it makes sense to uh to figure out. um what we're exactly selling. the strategy yeah. is going to be. It might not even be like a knock against Elon. Like, Oh, we're mm-hmm. concerned about Elon. It's just, you know, there's, there's uncertainty in the market and when there's uncertainty in the market and, uh, you're, it's a large cause of expenditure, especially in a, in a bear market where you need to cut, cut down on costs. That seems like a prudent strategy. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. All interesting stuff. Right. So we, we talked we talked about, um, I think you mentioned it too, right? But, you know, Twitter is, is moving forward to allow users to, to purchase NFTs in mm-hmm. a tweet, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I think one of the main strategies that, they, that they're looking at long term is, um, you know, to integrate payments directly into Twitter. So the interesting thing about that.
0: Can you and, clarify what you mean by integrating payments into Twitter? Like pay for what?
1: Uh, pay for anything. Right, so so to be able to to go into you know a store um, with your Twitter account that's linked to some kind of a crypto wallet or a bank account and be able to get like a like a payment link right Um, to tweet at that payment link with your personal wallet and pay for something, I really really think that that's kind of where they want to go long term. Mm -hmm. They'll they will start funneling a lot of uh, payment traffic through their platform and start collecting commissions, right? Which is obviously such a huge, um, revenue stream. Um, so I mean, like, does it make sense to you that, that Apple, for example, um, has an Apple pay mechanism where that you can just double click on your phone and go and pay. Um, whereas Twitter is ubiquitous. It's outside of Apple. It's outside of any of the phones. Maybe you're sitting at home and you want to authenticate to, uh, to an online you know amazon account or something like that right and with your twitter right that has your crypto account it's a secure mm-hmm. mechanism for you to go in and, and and implement payments interact with various different marketplaces on on twitter right similar to how facebook does it i mean we're we see all of these other yeah. social media platforms that are doing it right um so they they want to move there they're they're starting to test that out with uh with purchasing nfts right directly on their marketplace um and, uh yeah they they want to do it like blockchain agnostic so like a lot of this news that's coming out it's it's you know the the takeover is blah it's whatever right it's like where does this where does this company want to go and how's it going to impact crypto and I think there's a lot of smoke around them leaning in heavily so
0: I mean it, it makes sense especially for someone who's uh who's big in the crypto community right with his yeah. involvement um but yeah I mean it I feel like it's it's the next logical step, right? Like everyone wants to have that plat. Like you already use Facebook to sign into everything, right? Yep. Kind of going to do the same thing with Twitter, except you're just going to be able to buy it at that point. Is my guess? How I would imagine. What's the
1: difference though? What's the difference between Facebook and Twitter?
0: Um, in what aspect?
1: Well, why why can you log in and into things using Facebook? And, and and purchase and get on to, to various different websites aside from the fact that they have like their own SSO that's set up
0: because Why Mark Zuckerberg it? likes to spy on people <laughs> and collect data so that he can
1: well that's part of it. The, flip other, it the other part of it is KYC right
0: is it well yeah i mean facebook no, you, is kyc well
1: well th- yeah i mean they they like they they've gotten to a point where you can't have you know like crazy it's not like a true KYC, but yeah. it's, 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 it's KYC light, right? Like you can't, you can't add like crazy names and meme names and stuff like that. Um,
0: really? Cause I, I, I know like people, you can create an account and then change your name and like all this stuff. So like, I mean, if that's the case and that, 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 makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, Facebook can KYC. Really. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, for, for any type of marketplace related thing, you have to, right. If you're, um,
0: Oh, so you think this is more recent, like with the marketplace? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I haven't really used Facebook like that in in recent years. Yeah, that's fair.
1: You're you're not 60, so that is that does make sense. Damn, I'm getting close. I outed you. I outed your age here on the podcast. Yeah, I'm 58. Everyone knows (laughs) now. Um anyway, I think we talked the Twitter thing to death, but like you know Twitter 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 is really interesting. Um now if you look at the um the impact on the market. Um, it kind of hit like late Friday news, right? So I don't really think it 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 bubbled the market, but we were we were briefly talking about um, you know, some of the some of the tech earnings. Should we kind of dig into that a little bit more?
0: Yeah, man. It was uh it was like seeing crypto prices and crypto markets this week in the tech world. So I would I would love to get into this. Did you did you see like crazy like volume?
1: I guess in your, in your personal, like, you know, a uh, professional life, like was that, or is it just like business as usual uh, uh, when, when earnings come out? Like, how does that, how does that look like?
0: So I was actually out majority of this week. Oh, okay, right. Okay. So I, I, I didn't have a whole idea in terms of that, but I think volume was a little higher than normal, mm. but I, I don't really remember looking into that.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. So when you look at, um, some of the uh, the traditional equities world and specifically tech. I mean, this is a crypto podcast. We talk about finance, we talk about economics, we talk about social injustices, we talk about a bunch of stuff, but you know, what we're interested in is tech, right? Because mm-hmm. tech, tech tends to drive like crypto a lot. And um, Amazon, you know, came out with a weak revenue forecast for, for Q4, right? So they, they lowered their guidance. Um, um, like to a hundred to I guess fifteen billion below what the analysts were pr- predicting, right? So they got they got crushed. Um, I think Microsoft also came out. Um, uh, Meta, um, Meta um Alphabet were all about nine hundred and fifty billion lower than when um, the earnings seasons began. right? So if you look at like what got wiped out from the market you see 950 billion dollars worth of evaluation um that was wiped out alone just in this last couple of weeks Within from like
0: four companies five companies like
1: dude yeah i mean look at the total market cap of crypto it's more than that yeah, it's more than the whole total market cap <laughs> yeah. that's been wiped out alone from from the from the tech earnings that have came out. I think the only people that performed well was was Apple,
0: right? Uh, was um, it
1: Apple or was it Amazon?
0: Uh, it was one of those. Yeah, one of the A companies. Here, let me let me double check. I, I think it was. I think you're right.
1: Yeah, no, um, because
0: they had they had some stability in their price, right? So I think it went down like a small percentage, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Apple managed to, um, to actually, I think, get above uh, earnings, uh, report earnings above expectations from the analyst, right? Wow, so, good for them, man. Yeah, so, so they, well, you know, that new phone just came out. That doesn't hurt, right? Give you a nice Q3 bump. I have it, <laughs> I have it myself. I'm an idiot that it's contributed to this recovery for Apple. But anyway, um, uh, Meta, Meta got absolutely crushed as well. Right. Yeah, that's
0: that's been where most of my focus has been on meta because like going twenty-two percent, twenty-five percent in a week is like substantial. Oh my god, man. Substantial especially for such a big company to see eight, something like that.
1: 85 billion bucks from its market value. Um it there left is- So currently meta, if you look in the last 14 months, it's 74% below the record high that we hit in the uh in the, uh, in the bull market, uh, you know, like last July.
0: Now, what I did want to ask about that, right, mm-hmm. is because I'm hearing all these numbers, but there was also a stock split on, like, majority of these large tech companies. Yeah. So does that no go into it?
1: No, I don't think so. I think what, what a stock split is aimed to do is... Just give um,
0: more or less shares on the market cap, right? But the pricing is still going to be different.
1: Well, the the... Well, what a stock, so let's say, let's just, let's just do a stock split one-on-one for, for the listeners, right? Let's say you have a billion outstanding shares and they're each worth, um, you know, $4 a share, right? Uh, and, and they stock split to, uh, a four to one stock split, which means now you have 4 billion shares. Each of those shares is just worth $1 instead of being four. Right. So you you split the number of shares and you decrease it um, requisite to the number of of uh, like the multiple in which you uh, in which you split it. And what that's aimed to do is just to make it more affordable for people to come in and buy shares. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right. So you have you have some of these stocks that are just incredibly expensive. Two hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars a share. Thousand bucks a share. Tesla was like above that at one point. They do a stock split it gets cheaper and your average Joe can come in and, and say, you know, I'll spend $300 on a share of, of Tesla. Right. It just makes yeah. it more affordable for folks, especially because there's no like notion of fractional, right. Sh- you know, shares, shares, yeah. shares like there is in
0: crypto. Unless right? you use Robin hood, which, right. well,
1: which which is not actually the share. It's a representation yeah. of the share, right. Mm-hmm. Which is custody by, by, by Robin hood or mm-hmm. so you know that that's the intention of the stock split i mean the stock split makes there more supply but it doesn't really technically affect the market cap um
0: what it what yeah so it, to, yeah to go back on that yeah the actual market cap of meta dropped 71 percent this year yeah so it wasn't just a share price so that's good to yeah 70 percent yeah of yeah. a company's value that is well, insane
1: well you, you so you've seen this in high growth tech right so in a lot not of companies, companies this big though you not think? companies this big yeah, yeah. that was my yeah, as zuckerberg and you know what's crazy about about like the way that meta shares are set up is that they're not like um they a, like a predominant number of the shares are still owned and controlled by him mm-hmm. so the the corporation itself, the company is not set up in a way where it's completely kind of decentralized, right? So there are specific types of shares. I forget what they're called. They're like class A shares or class B shares um, that, you know, when they're converted can basically, uh, you know, make make every single share um, be worth like one vote if you think about it. Interesting, right? okay. Um, but the way that Meta's uh, kind of company is set up is that that is not the case. Um, predominant amount of the shares are still owned and controlled by like Zuckerberg. So like, you know, if he's doing a terrible job, uh, you know, you can't have the board go and say, hey, we're going to fire you, uh, which you can do with, uh, with other companies. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so,
0: so let me uh, ask you a question. Yeah. Um, and this is about meta Facebook, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because we know, what was it last year two years ago he made the switch from facebook to meta wanted to focus on the metaverse and a lot of the pricing and the i guess the embracing like p- people aren't necessarily embracing what he's trying to do right while well, he's trying to work on this metaverse he's he's pumping a lot of money into it right oh
1: my god yeah most is of that their, a, most of their losses are from that yeah exactly so
0: is is that a mistake do you think that he made or do you think this is still a good idea and we're just early and people just haven't realized the value yet, you know. Th- oh, making you think, Fody. Take your time, dude.
1: I, uh, I, it's not that I'm thinking. I just there's 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 a crazy amount of cynicism that's built up in my stomach, and I'm just trying. <laughs> oh, I was, I was to, close. I'm trying to quell it before I say something that makes me sound super salty or like you know, um, poor unfiltered but, thoughts. Let's hear it, Fodi. So, my thoughts on Zuckerberg are. The guys the guy's a very smart and talented person. You okay. you you have to be to build a company like that. Mm-hmm. Um but if you look at if you look at like the high net worth, like the richest people in the world, um, and this was this, was, this is this is gonna be controversial as well because I, I read a book that by a bunch of people uh, by by someone that a bunch of people don't like anymore, but uh um there's there's this book um called Outliers. Uh no. Uh, but outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And, um, it's a really great book. If you've, if you've never read it, you should check it out. Um, but, but basically what it says is, in outliers is, um, you know, that a lot of like the richest people in the world were, were good and smart, you know, your Bill Gates is, but they also all got rich, like entering into a certain bubble, mm-hmm. right? Because they caught a certain wave. So here's mm-hmm. where my cynicism steps in, Right zuckerberg thinks that he is a genius and he very well very well maybe right because he took facebook to become one of the largest social media platforms and largest companies in the world and you know all that good jazz right and but he did it basically at the beginning of the bubble which was he was the first mover you know or or first real real mover i mean there was myspace there was other things out there that were out there at the time but he kind of took that market cornered it and you know exploded Mm -hmm. and if i'm him and i'm trying to get into the mind of zuckerberg he's trying to find what the next kind of bubble is going to be and he believes that it's metaverse okay right so he's trying to replicate what he did at facebook again with the metaverse and the market is is uh, kind of reacting to it negatively because one, metaverse and crypto are intended to be decentralized types of things, technologies. And he's like, you know, wants to basically corner that market again, right? Centralize it into a large co- like company, and standardize it. So that's the first thing people don't like. Second thing people don't like is that, all the R and D that's going in, like the market's not ready for it. There's nothing metaverse ready out. Right. Mm-hmm. So he has to in- invest all of this R and D into it. And when you look at like earnings reports and you get into a bear market and you're hemorrhaging money from like the, I forget what it's called. It's like meta metaverse labs or something like whatever hit the meta labs, Meta labs, Meta labs, whatever that, that aspect of, of their, their business is called. I mean, they're losing like they're hemorrhaging money. Right. So, is it a mistake? If you have conviction about anything in life, I don't think it's a mistake, but it's no surprise why their prices dropped significantly, mm-hmm. right? Like you can't just uh, live off of the laurels or the fact that you're a big company. If you're not mm-hmm. making money, you're not getting good prints every every earnings uh, season, and your 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 expenditures and your your gap right your EPS and all that stuff is is poor. The street's going to kill you. All the analysts are going to put cells on your um you know on on your your stock,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, you're going to get creamed. So I mean, okay. I, th- I, I I I hope that that was less cynical than it, it, it didn't felt, sound. It felt it like in my mind. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it didn't sound too cynical compared to what you said off Mike. right? Um, yes. So, so we'll just leave that. Um, but you did bring up a good point, right? Um, where Mark Zuckerberg caught a wave, right, and now he's trying to catch another wave, right? So that this brings up a follow up question to me: Is the metaverse the new, like, the next wave, or is like, is it too far down the line? Because like, that's what I'm trying to understand, right? Because, like, in my opinion, yeah, I think the metaverse. I don't think necessarily what Mark Zuckerberg tried to do was a mistake, right? Yeah. I think the metaverse is the future, right? And not just the metaverse, it's more like alternate reality, virtual reality, like yeah. all these things kind of are- reality. Exactly. Yeah. All of this stuff, right? Yeah. So I think maybe it was a little early, but you, you're you going to have to do a lot of R&D, right? Whenever you're trying to develop a product, like it's always R&D, heavy R&D, heavy R&D before you figure it out. Yeah. And a lot of the things that people are saying so far is, it looks silly, right? And sure, it's going to look silly, like the technology isn't there yet, but we see how fast technology increases. Like, look at the virtual reality games that people are playing. And I know virtual reality is a little different than the metaverse, right? But like two years ago, people were playing like VR games where you walk on like a stick off a building, okay? Now people are playing like silly football games on VR, right? What's going to happen in the next two or three years? Like, I, I I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea. I, I, I think it's just going to depend on how much money this guy hemorrhages And if he has enough to stay afloat, but yeah, I don't know, man. Um, It's the first time I'm kind of high on, on meta and I'm probably the only one.
1: Yeah. Well, you should take some Haloperidol or something like that. So you can come (laughs) down. I don't don't know what to tell you. Um, How cynical did I sound? No, you didn't. No, you didn't sound. You sounded hopeful, which is is good. um, Yeah. I don't know, man. Like to go back to your question, uh, which I think is a good question is is the metaverse the the next wave uh or the next bubble or whatever you want to call it same thing i don't i don't know if it's the next one but it's definitely one okay that's That's going to come right Mm -hmm. um and i'll I'll give you a little quick anecdote um for anyone who's who 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 gives a shit um is when i was in uh university i was a part of a um a large kind of research project and one of my my senior projects was about augmented reality okay. and what augmented reality is and we see it every day in uh in modern society especially if you like american football or the nfl you ever go out there and watch an nfl game on your on your on your television on your, t- on, your on the tubes and you take a look at what the first down lines are which are like you know the yellow lines that are transmitted on the tv That's actually augmented reality, right? Hmm. That is that is the idea of putting something on a screen or in front of you know that's perceived or perceptible to the human eyes that is not actually there in real life. And the reason why, and if you look at if you look at like the benefits of augmented reality, and if you think about the metaverse as like an expanded version of that what's the one thing you can't create more of in the world? And I'm like, this is I'm, I'm going to answer because I don't want you. There's a lot of questions. I had like five things. That I there's could a think lot of things that you could say. Oxygen, there, but, uh, water. <laughs> uh, I think the answer is like, you can't create more real estate, right? Like okay. there's a finite amount of land and there's a, fine line, a finite amount of digital space and a, a finite amount of applications um, that are heavily used, that occupy the eyes and the buying minds of people. So when you think about economics, um, and you think about what augmented reality could bring, it could bring a, a multitude of universes that people can go in that can be infinitely advertised to. So if That's you look crazy. at if wow. you look at Google, if you look at Facebook, if you look at Amazon, if you look at all these big companies, what do they do? They take your information. They sell it. They sell you ads for using their free platform. And what do they do? They get commissions back and they get various different things. They sell their own products to you on their platforms. They sell you premium versions of their products. So if you look at why the metaverse is so interesting, um, probably to Zuckerberg, it is this potential for infinite Capabilities for mm-hmm. advertisement and revenue, right? Um, you can absolutely um, create and corner a market um, for the future of how people interact with the internet and basically do what Google did in the beginning of the search, the search kind of, you know, bubble. Um, so, again, it, it's very forward thinking. Um, it's genius. Um, he has no risk to him as CEO, like my, based on my understanding, he can't be ousted for having bad quarters and, 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 and cutting and, and, you know, he's, he's convicted to that. Uh, he has conviction, uh, based on that vision. And, you know, if you think about it in the context of, of how I described it, right. The potential is big. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, implementation is all eventually uh, it's yeah it's it's all about execution right Uh, so we'll see we'll see he is definitely a rain man though for sure that guy (laughs) is i don't know if he's a robot or what but he (laughs) is he's 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 definitely a smart dude he's definitely a talented dude no doubt about it but uh yeah i mean that i mean that that that's killing the market it's it's trudging down the market now
0: substantially yeah
1: yeah just to pivot like a bit I think um, Fidelity came out and, and, you know, when you put it back in the context of of crypto, how these how these two different types of asset classes kind of intertwine, um, you know, Bitcoin may be trading for 70 percent less of its all time high, which is roughly sixty nine K. But there is a survey that was um, that was put out by Fidelity um, to other institutional related firms, and over 58% of them said that they were still invested in digital assets, um, which was a, a, a 6% increase from the year before. So um, 58% were invested, and 74% of institutions that they that they polled uh, were planning to buy digital assets in the future, right? So it seems like even though you're seeing these crazy earnings and a crazy bear market and a, a global recession probably that's, that's, you know, already on the way and that's happening and it's exacerbated by war and famine and all this other stuff that's going on. Institutional money, which is going to be important for crypto in the long term, And I've always said this is, is, you know, they're, they're still going to be interested or, or in at least according to this poll. So I want yeah. you, I want to want, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts on, uh, on. Yeah. I mean, money still being, in there this
0: this personally doesn't surprise me um like in my opinion i know we've had discussions with people who may think otherwise but i don't think crypto the technology blockchain all that that's not going anywhere right coins may come and go right just like stocks will come and go asset classes will come and go right and just like all other asset classes crypto is going to be subject to ebbs and flows right this is just how markets have flown ever since the history of time right um but yeah, I mean, I see no reason why more and more institutions wouldn't want to get involved. And I I think that's only good for crypto holders, right? So yeah, not a surprise to me. I think it's only going to go up and up and up. And being in the finance world, like you see how much more focus and introductory knowledge there is about crypto, right? So yeah, I mean, this is only the beginning. And once the institutional money starts flowing in more and more and more, then the price usually only goes up, right? So I mean, it is interesting stuff. At least it's it's good to see that like the big institutional, um, like institutional investors, are not scared of what's happening. So maybe that should give retail investors some confidence. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it's just it's a weird time. Like people get caught up in the nitty gritty of like, oh, this earnings report, this blah blah blah, right? But usually, most people like to invest on a long term basis. So it's good to know that we're not crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know how institutional you know, investors and, and market makers and large banks go, right? They, mm-hmm. you know, that famous quote by Bill Murray about knowledge.
0: Um, no, Remind so, me. maybe n- I
1: do. Knowledge is like underwear. It's useful okay. to have it, but not necessary to show it off. Right. <laughs> okay. uh, so like they have the knowledge it's, it's asymmetrical, right? Um, they'll do these anonymized polls saying that they're still in right. I think if you're still if you're still listening and you're still hanging on for dear life in the crypto market, I think it will pay off in the long term. Um, you just gotta you just gotta hold, man. You gotta hold the door. You gotta hold or right? <laughs> you gotta hold or no right? spoilers, no spoilers. No man. spoilers, okay. Yeah. What is that from again? Is that uh,
0: yeah. I don't know. called a show called Game of Thrones.
1: Game of Zones. Interesting. Okay, I'll <laughs> check that out. Um Listen, Anish, I, I think, I think we cover, I mean, this is kind of like the Elon Musk episode, uh, yeah. you know, talking about the market, talking about the CPI, we're talking about the same stuff that we've been talking about, but it's important, man. I mean, if you, if you are an investor out there, you're interested in crypto, you're interested in just general finance, you want to know where things are going. Um, you want to know where, where money's moving to and assets are moving to, well, we are the new kids on the block. uh luck chain yeah the oh, new yeah. kids on the anyway um uh, we're, we've been going on for a long time anish anything you want to say in closing here today
0: uh i just wanted to say thank you to you to the guests and if you can tap into that network of yours to get elon musk on the show that would be quite fun um, elon, but thank you course, for the time sir
1: big fan of the pod even though i've said very negative things about him today uh elon just know He's that got thick skin. Uh, when we hit when we have you on again uh in a couple weeks uh you know uh, we'll have an ish back and uh, we'll we'll ask you all the hard-hitting questions, my friend. Right. And I'll help
0: Fodi with the intro too, I promise.
1: Yes, yes. And with that being said, stay safe out there, Space Cowboys. <laughs> we'll see you next time.
0: I guess now it goes